Life podcast. We truly hope you'll be inspired and challenged today. Now, let's dive into this message with the family at Pleasant Ridge. Good morning. Um, so, um, we were able to go to Nueva Esperanza last week. Um, and so we're all going to be sharing a little bit of what we did and some of what we learned over the week. So um, Friday was an especially impactful day for um, me and for all of us. During the morning and afternoon, we were able to participate in chapel services um, for preschoolers and then first through fifth graders. And then we were also able to deliver a bunk bed to a family in need. Um, so about a month before we were set to go on a trip, I wrote a lesson for our, the chapel services that we were planning with the help of my Spanish teacher. We talked about um, Elijah and the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel and how the old ways of sacrifices became worthless after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. One of the translators read the story as a few of our group used hand puppets to act out the story. The kids loved the puppet show And even some of the younger kids refused to high-five the puppets representing the prophets of Baal because they were the bad guys. (laughs) Another exciting opportunity we had was on Friday. Another opportunity we had on Friday was to deliver a bunk bed to a young girl and her family. On Wednesday and Thursday, Dad, Mr. Jonas, Jeffrey, and I assembled the bed with the help of an employee of the ministry. On Friday... Friday, all six of us took turns writing down Bible verses in Spanish on the top slats so the person on the bottom bunk could read them when they, wake up, when they woke up or they went to bed. After we disassembled the bed, and then we took it to their house and reassembled it there. We got the chance to look at a typical, um, typical Honduran house. It was small, only, um, only three rooms and not very big. They did all their cooking outside, um, and we were able to set the bed up, and um, they had more beds that they could sleep in. Um, the fam- we, after that, after we assembled the bed, we were able to pray with them and give them a Bible um, that was in Spanish. The family was very grateful to receive the bed and the Bible, and we were glad we were able to impact the family in a physical and a spiritual way. It was awesome that we were able to go there and learn more about the ministry and be able to encourage the employees and the students and the students' families at the ministry. Um, we, we were able to encourage them through um, both physical gifts, like that bed we made and the Bible we gave to one family. And we also brought some um, stuffed animals and some other stuff for, a, um, for a Christmas or for other helpful uses that the ministry may have for it. And um, we were very glad we could go and encourage them there. But not only were they encouraged because of us, we were encouraged because of them. Their goals on both a um, Honduran, on, the, on their employees and their students and their students' families, spiritual and physical well-being was encouraging as they not only, not only were stressing the importance of um, what they would um, about the life, death, and resurrection, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they were also they were also um, trying to break the poverty that was in Honduras. Um, 
So yeah, that's what I learned and what I had. Not sure who's next. Hola, buenos dias. Now you've heard about three quarters of the Spanish that I know. Um, <laughs> thankfully, we had a translator, um, but we were also able to connect with the kids through playing games with them. Um, there was one, one kid that um, he, I was able to tell him my name was Jeffrey, and so every time he would see me, he would say, Jeffrey, and give me a, high, uh, give me a fist pump. So that was really cool. Um, it was really cool to see what God is doing in Honduras through Nueva Esperanza, um, a lot of the, or most of the kids that go to the ministry um, come from very broken homes, and a lot of those homes um, are single-parent homes, so the, the parent has to go to work, and usually, if they don't send their kid to the ministry, um, they would normally just be locked up in the house, um, and so that is, it's really cool that, that they can uh, provide that daycare so that the kids can actually go and learn and play with their friends and um, have that experience. Um, it was also inspiring for me, especially, to hear about kind of the backstory of Nueva Esperanza um, and kind of uh, my aunt and uncles, um, how, what brought them to Honduras and then how the, how the ministry started. Um, you rarely see... Um, people who give up everything, leave everything they know to go somewhere where they've never been, where they don't know the language, they don't know people there, um, and all because they felt that God was calling them to that place. So that was very, very inspiring for me. Um, some of my favorite um, things that we did probably was uh, just hanging out with the kids, getting to connect with them. Um, I played more soccer than I have in like three years um, and uh, realized that they were a lot better than me at that. But um, yeah, it was super cool to, to get to connect with the kids, um, be able to teach them some stuff. Uh, me and Jonas did a, some short courses on electrical, um, so that was really cool to be able to teach them um, about some skills that we'll hopefully be able to, um, they'll hopefully be able to use in order to to help them get a job and to help support their family. So, yeah. Hey guys, so <laughs> this past week was very impactful for me. Um, I can safely say that my life was changed by just this opportunity to go and experience a different culture and this ministry who's doing so much good. And going into it, I was not sure really what to expect. I've never been out of the country. I've never been on an organized missions trip. So I was not sure what to expect. And the first day, or first full day there, me and Maria had the opportunity to lead a music class. And we had one with the younger kids and one with the older kids. And it was funny because there were two high school senior boys who were translators for us because they knew some English. And the other kids didn't really know any English at all. And so they would, we had like two guitars, a cajon, a piano, and some shakers. And I would hand one of the girls a guitar. And she would look at it and say something to the boy. He would translate. He'd be like, can you teach me? That's what she said. And I was thinking, 
okay, how am I supposed to teach guitar in one hour when I can talk to her and I don't understand what she's saying? So that was very challenging to try and figure out how to communicate. And that's kind of what I was trying to figure out the whole week is like, how do I communicate? How do I communicate? Because I pretty much knew, hi, and how are you? So one thing I realized and I picked up from the kids there is how they communicate and how they show love to teams like us was by hugs and was by smiles. And that was just very impactful for me because I see in the States a lot of times we avoid eye contact, we look at our phones, we don't want to see people or talk to people that that's going to take more time away from our day. We just want to go and do what we're going to do. And these people, these kids who come from these homes that are smaller than my bedroom would just be so full of joy and they would lock eyes with me and they would smile the biggest smile and they would just hug me over and over and over again. And I was just thinking, how selfish am I that I try to avoid eye contact with people and I'm just on my phone and I don't share the joy that God has given me and I don't share the love that I have. And I come from a beautiful home, a family with a mom and dad and siblings. And these kids have maybe one parent or maybe no parent and they some of them are forced to quit school and to go and work to provide for their families and their younger siblings, and yet they have so much joy, and just the joy that not even they're living in, but also that they're willing to share with us as strangers coming in was just incredible to me. So that really impacted me, and it was just crazy to me. Um, like they said, we delivered a bunk bed to a family, and like I said, the house was smaller than my bedroom, the whole house, and there were five people living in it. And that bunk bed was going to be used for all five of them to sleep on. And that was just really impactful for me to be grateful for what I have here. And just to not be, I guess, entitled to what I have here, but rather to, to steward it and to, to use it to bless the people around me and to just share the joy that Jesus has given me. So overall, it was just a very, very life-changing experience, and I encourage you. I know not all of you will be able to go to different countries, and I just want to thank you for making us, for making it possible for us to go, because your prayers and your financial support were the only reason we were able to go, and I just really want to thank you for that, because it was very impactful for those of us who were able to be there, and to just see a ministry and to get to wake up every day and to go serve people was just incredible, and I didn't want to come home, and I didn't want to go back to my job that just... My coworkers complain like, oh, I don't want to be here and I don't want to go home to do this and that. And I was just thinking, I hope that I can change these places that I'm in here. And I hope I can be a testimony to just be thankful for what we have and to be grateful. So those kids were very impactful. The whole, the whole week was very impactful. I loved getting to know my team better. And I just thank you for making it all possible and for, to the Lord for making it possible as well. Hello. I will try to talk and not sound nasally because I got sick. Um, so that was the downside of the trip, but the Lord is good still. So I loved every single part of it. I loved to see the kids. I loved to interact with them. And you didn't have to say anything. You could just give them a hug and they knew that you loved them and you knew that they loved you as well. Um, I especially enjoyed the youth uh, part of it. We had like a youth event where we played like soccer and we played those organized games. And then afterwards, we just like played whatever we wanted to. And I probably played the best game of Uno that I've ever played. Um, their rules are a little different than what we have here. And 
but they were very competitive and very rowdy, and they had very big personalities, but I loved it because it made me be more comfortable to just be, like, yelling and screaming. Um, so that was great. And I just... There were two girls there that really touched my heart. Um, one name was Angela, and the other name was Anna. And even though they could, Angela could speak a little bit of English, so if they would like ask me questions, like I was able to kind of pick up on what she was trying to ask. And then sometimes we had to use one of the kids that knew how to speak English to like f um, know for sure what we were saying. But she was asking me what my favorite movies are and all those things and what I do back home and th something that they told um, Morgan that she then translated to me. She, they said that I'm a very independent 22-year-old, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but yeah, I just loved them. And then as they were leaving, um, that was like the only interaction I had was about like a two-hour period. And but. At the end of that, she like gave me a hug and told me that she loved me. So that was very, very special. And I loved the two boys, Ever and Diego, their brothers, I believe. Um, they knew how to speak English, so we were able to have conversation with them. And it's very sad because we didn't get to say like goodbye, goodbye to them because um, they weren't there the last day that we were there. But they will forever be in my heart because they just were... Yeah, just incredible boys and very a very hard story behind their life. But yeah, overall, it was amazing. And I knew going into it that my life would be changed. And it has been. So, yeah. Good morning. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find my notes here. So I was really excited to get ready to go to Honduras and uh, be able to venture on an uh, adventure. Uh, I've been out of the country um, on another mission trip when I was younger. Was, this one was uh, more impactful to me than that one was. Um, being able to teach the kids... Um, Electrical things I do every day at work, um, teaching them how to hook up a receptor, how to hook up lights, um, and understanding what electricity really is and how it can impact their lives, knowing how to uh, treat it and how to connect it and how to use it correctly. Um, seeing the kids' faces when I explained to them if they touched it and uh, it was on it hurt them and they were very uh like oh no <laughs> uh so that was our younger class i believe they were uh seventh graders eighth graders or younger than that sixth graders um then we went moved on to the high school age uh kids we went to a store and we were explaining to them what exactly that everything was inside there um and uh, the next day, we did the same thing, teaching the kids a little bit more and more about electricity. Um, we had the opportunity to find out how much lighting they needed in their soccer field. You saw the picture of the scaffold and me and uh, Jeffrey climbing up it and putting a light up there. Well, we found out that those, the lights were truly bright in there. Um, so hopefully we're, 
he's able to put all those lights up and uh, get that done so they have something that they can use during the nighttime and more of a outreach for their ministry that they can bring in people for, at nighttime when it's very unsafe for people to be out on the roads that uh, they can do more ministry inside there for the maybe even adults, but mostly the children. Um, there's this uh, program they're getting ready to start. Um, they're, it's it's mostly, mostly high, high school and youth uh, uh, ages to teach them life skills, construction, um, teach them electrical, teach them auto mechanics, teach uh, everybody, or teach the kids skills so they can go out and work in, in their community so they can make money beyond the poverty level and be able to support their families and stay in Honduras to support their country. Um, and I was very, very uh, uh, excited and I guess uh, wanting to help them more on this uh, level of being able to help teach them or giving them uh, teaching equipment to teach them. They're going to be teaching them how to weld and all those things. And uh, they're getting ready to build a building, a new one for that. And I was just excited to know that they're doing something in that level. And uh, different things like that. Um, I've always had a heart for uh, Central America and places like that. So soon I, I want to go back. So... This time we just, all of us, thank you guys for helping us get there financially. Um, and soon we'll need some more help. So just want to thank you. Well, we had many different experiences. Uh, like you heard, we provided short courses in music and electrical work. We led chapel for elementary students. We led youth Bible study. We participated in the Saturday morning youth event. Uh, That was exhausting. I was sore for three days. Um, And then we we got to take uh, 17, I believe, kindergartners to the zoo. And fortunately, there was about one one adult for every child, uh, except for poor Maria. Um, so, uh, I'm glad it was her, not me. (laughs) Um, so these were all kindergartners and around that age, but, um, we got to build and deliver a bunk bed and encourage a single mother and her children. Um, other experiences we got was trying to sleep on the floor of the Miami airport due to a eventual 11 hour flight delay. Um, One that I enjoyed was eating a lot of really good food and still losing five pounds. So most likely that was caused by regularly climbing three flights of stairs multiple times a day. Um, So our focus was to be able to learn more about the ministry and what they really do. A presentation and discussion as Carlos and, and Barb come and visit do not do justice to what Nueva Esperanza really does. But with all the experiences that we were able to share in, we were able to get a well-rounded understanding of the mission. Of the many ministry trips that I've taken, this is the first, from what I can remember, that my 
service was focused directly on serving those that were being reached with the gospel. It was a joy to see how Nueva Esperanza is very selective in bringing in children with genuine need. Their main goal is to be sure that the gospel is shared with these children throughout their time there and to attempt to keep the families together. To such an extent that they provide work-study programs to teens so that they can continue with their high school education and also, while serving the ministry, they can provide for their families. These teens are usually the primary and only provider for the family of several young children. There's such a need in this community, and Nueva Esperanza does not have the ability to, does not have the ability to serve a fraction of that need, but they desire to grow and do what they can. Carlos is working, implementing a vision to build a career and training center that will provide resources for young people to learn vocational skills many Hondurans, Hondurans do not have access to so that the young people can flourish and provide for their families. From this experience, the funds we share with Nueva Esperanza are being used very effectively for the gospel in helping young people and families break the chain of spiritual and physical poverty. This ministry really lines up with what we believe and are trying to accomplish in sharing the gospel and making disciples. They are actively fulfilling the Great Commission as commanded by Christ. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Nueva Esperanza has some great needs, and they provide discipleship and education opportunities. They can use teams to help build and improve their facilities. They need financial support for these projects and the general op operations of the ministry. Also, each one of the children need to be sponsored so they can get the needed care and education. But most importantly, they need our prayer. I would like to challenge you to pray for Nueva Esperanza, financially support the ministry, sponsor a specific child, or take a Honduran trip to serve in construction, training, teaching, and or just being with the children. They need hugs, and they enjoy giving them, don't they? Um, and I'm a touch person, so that was great. Um, but, you know, do one of those, or, or do all of them. I want to thank you, along with the rest of the team, for your support, your prayers, uh, finances, uh, so that we could do this. And I would like to see us do this again and do it with more people or other people because we do need people that know construction. Um, we do need people that are just happy to sit with children and love on them. Um, so we would each love to share more. So please feel free to talk with us or ask more uh, details on how you can participate, um, so feel free to stop any one of us, right? You good? Um, and uh, I'll be hanging around up here afterwards, too, if you have any other questions. But uh, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity uh, to be able to do this, very grateful to be able to see, actively see what a ministry that we are supporting is doing and that they are focused on the gospel and doing 
what we desire to be doing here as well. So um, thank you for, the, for giving us that opportunity. If you're interested in more information about our church or knowing the peace that Jesus gives, visit our website at lifeattheridge.church.